I will set out for Gaul myself and confront our enemies. They will learn the error of their ways. But why might early Christians have called Nero the Antichrist? I will quash my deluded enemy, not with the sword. I intend to sing to them. Nero has lost his mind. Welcome back to the life of Nero, Nero Cesar, Nero, Nero Cesare, 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 that's what I Cesare, I'm trying to see, how do they spell it in Italian? It's not, anyway, I'll just say Cesare, Nero Cesare, Cesare, uh, I don't know how they pronounced it in Latin, Cesar, Keezer, because it was a K back then, but in Italian now, right. I'm not exactly sure. Uh, anyway. He's dead. Uh, yes. You, you, you uh, greeted me this morning wearing a toga, which you were still wearing, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. You want to explain yeah. yourself? Um, no, don't really want to. Don't have to. Uh, don't I'm going to the to. beach. <laughs> don't really. Need. I'm going to the beach in two days. It's and laundry. I've already started it's drinking. Laundry. It's laundry, it's laundry night. <laughs> this is a typical Thursday night um, <laughs> at my house. It's either this or Superman costume. Uh, Are you going to wear that to the beach? Oh yeah, because it's really cool. The breeze just goes right through it, and if it, you know, if, I, if I get haughty, I could just. I want to see like one that. photo of you on the beach. Right. Wearing a toga with other people, not your family, right. just you. Just now walking you around. Like, going, now you look like yeah. Jesus. Yeah, Holy yeah, crap. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, just yeah. keep that right there. I'm gonna get a. Uh, yeah. Jesus. Oh no, I missed that. Do that again. Do, <laughs> do the do the do the do the handy thing. Stay there. Stay still. Yeah. Oh my God, that's so good. <laughs> anyway. Hey, Johnny Rotten Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> woo, oh. Woo, woo. Wow. I'm hot and wow. bothered. Yeah. yeah. Testicular but fortitude. The, anyway, year 60, the year 61, right? Yes. It was a busy, busy uh, year. Yeah. Uh, 61, no? 61? Mm-hmm. I think, I'll take your uh, word for it. Uh, no, uh, 67. Shit. It's embarrassing. I hope Lisa Tucci's not listening to this. Yeah, don't uh, worry about it. Uh, I don't judge, and I'm Jesus. So. Jesus. 60? Uh, 61, I had it right. 20, 30, 30, 40, 60. I'm doing yeah. Spanish, I don't know. All right, the same thing pretty much. Well, se, seta, ah, 70, 71, 60, 60, 70. In the year 61, yeah. Tacitus, yeah. Tacitus has a, a lot of interesting stories around what's, what's going on in uh, Rome. Right. I'm, I'm going to skip most of them, but I want to tell this one. Yeah. Because it's a story about Romans protesting the execution of innocent slaves. Which sounds, right. I found, well, yeah, I found that fascinating because we we don't really think of, I don't think of Romans right. as being touchy-feely, care about the innocent people no. kind of stuff. No. That's how yeah, you rule they, the world, by not yes. giving a shit. Yes. They, yeah. they tended to... Um, yeah, not really think of slaves, I guess, as like American sort of slaves. You know, right. not, not as not as uh, real people. Um, right, just as uh, I don't know, animals, livestock, yeah. really. Tool. Yeah, to hammer and we th- or slave. But we, you know, I, I think generally think we think that oh well, you know, the Christians came along and they sort of changed that. Although you know, Americans were Christians and they had slaves, and Christians had slaves and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. We're the best but this Christians. is 61. There were Christians there at the time, although they probably right. didn't really think of themselves as Christians. Uh, some right. of them, you know, the the, the Jewish uh, breakaway cult was still around. In Rome, though, yeah, we know that Paul was writing letters to a community in Rome that he hadn't met before. Uh, he mm-hmm. says, you know, I hope to come and visit you soon and meet you all. Right. Um, we don't know really where it came from, 
but uh, so there were Christians there, and of course the whole Nero and the fire and the blaming it on the Christian things, which we'll get together. But I don't think that's what's going on here. I think right. this is just Roman citizens, maybe some freedmen uh, mm-hmm. in there, you know, protesting at what they thought was uh, just over the Sense- top, right? Abject. Senseless cruelty. Yes. Cruelty. Senseless yes. cruelty. Yeah. 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 Um, so I'm going to read this story from, uh, Big T. Right. Yeah, the Big T. Um, one of his own slaves murdered the city prefect, Padanius Secundus, Mm -hmm. either because he had been refused his freedom, for which he'd made a bargain, or in the jealousy of a love in which he could not brook his master's rivalry. Meaning, I think, that uh, the the slave was in love with a slave girl and the master was fucking her and um, the slave was upset about that. I I read that they were arguing over a young male. Was that not... Could have been a male, could have been a female. Uh, Tacitus doesn't really say here. All right. Yeah. Um, Ancient custom required that the whole slave establishment which had dwelt under the same roof should be dragged to execution. When a sudden gathering of the populace, which was for saving so many innocent lives, brought matters to actual insurrection. Even in the Senate, there was a strong feeling on the part of those who shrank from extreme rigour, though the majority were opposed to any innovation. Of these, Mm -hmm. Gaius Cassius, in giving his vote, argued to the following effect. Often I have been present, senators, in this assembly when new decrees were demanded from us contrary to the customs and laws of our ancestors. And I have refrained from opposition, not because I doubted, but that in all matters the arrangements of the past were better and fairer and that all changes were for the worse but that I might not seem to be exalting my own profession out of excessive partiality for ancient precedent. At the same time, I thought that any influence I possess ought not to be destroyed by incessant protests, wishing that it might remain unimpaired should the state ever need my counsels. In other words, keep your powder dry. Uh, Today, this has come to pass. Since an ex-consul has been murdered in his house by the treachery of slaves, which not one hindered or divulged, though the Senate's decree, which threatens the entire slave establishment with execution, has been till now unshaken. Vote impunity in heaven's name, and then who will be protected by his rank when the prefecture of the capital has been of no avail to its holder? Who will be kept safe by the kept safe by the number of slaves when four hundred have not protected Pedanius Pedanius Secundus? Mm-hmm. Uh, let's just pause there for a second. He has yes. four hundred slaves. Right. Um, I I got three hundred ninety nine slaves, but only one <laughs> is a killer. I, I don't know. I mean, so so the, I guess the idea is one: you can't get to me without having allies within the house and two a really good way to make sure you stayed alive is to have all the slaves check each other and this was a long roman tradition if one slave kills the master all you motherfuckers die because one we don't know who was involved two you should been doing a better job of preventing this so and three you don't like you just said you don't want these people to get uppity and start killing their master so pretty good sound policy as far as the roman elite are concerned if one does something bad wipe them all out and go to the markets and buy yourself a new batch that's what i do now I've heard of the concept yeah. of I need a stable of young men to come behind me. Come come I need a stable of young men to come behind me. Come 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 I need a stable of young men to come behind me. I need a stable of young men to come behind me. Come by some I need a stable of young men to come behind me. Believe the shit, Cheryl. Do you believe the shit? Oh, Jupiter, give me strength. Now, a stable of young men is one thing, but 400. Anyway, more on that later. Now, uh, back to Caius Cassius' speech. Which of us will be rescued by his domestics who, even with the dread of punishment before them, regard not our dangers? 
Was the murderer, as some do not blush to pretend, avenging his wrongs because he had bargained about money from his father or because a family slave was taken from him? Let us actually decide that the master was justly slain. Is it your pleasure to search for arguments in a matter already weighed in the deliberations of wiser men than ourselves? Even if we had now for the first time to come to a decision, do you believe that a slave took courage to murder his master without letting fall a threatening word or uttering a rash syllable? Granted that he concealed his purpose, that he procured his weapon without his fellow's knowledge, could he pass the night guard? Could he open the doors of the chamber, carry in a light and accomplish the murder while all were in ignorance? There are many preliminaries to guilt. If these are divulged by slaves, we may live singly amid numbers, safe among a trembling throng. Lastly, if we must perish, it will be with vengeance on the guilty. Our ancestors always suspected the temper of their slaves, even when they were born on the same estates or in the same houses with themselves, and thus inherited from their birth an affection for their masters. Mm. But now... That we have in our household nations with different customs to our own, with a foreign worship or none at all. It is only by terror you can hold in such a motley rabble. But, it will be said, the innocent will perish. Well, even in a beaten army when every tenth man is felled by the club, the lot falls also on the brave. There is some injustice in every great precedent which, though injurious to individuals, has its compensation in the public advantage. No one indeed dared singly to oppose the opinion of Cassius, but clamorous voices rose in reply from all who pitied the number, age or sex, as well as the undoubted innocence of the great majority. Still, the party which voted for their execution prevailed. But the sentence could not be obeyed in the face of a dense and threatening mob with stones and firebrands. Then the emperor reprimanded the people by edict, and lined with a force of soldiers the entire route by which the condemned had to be dragged to execution. Chingonius Varro had proposed that even all the freedmen under the same roof should be transported from Italy. This the emperor forbade, as he did not wish an ancient custom, which mercy had not relaxed, to be strained with cruel rigour. So... Okay, back to yeah. the 400 slaves. I mean, what the fuck do you actually do with 400 slaves? How many times a day can you get your dick sucked? Well, 400, <laughs> I guess, or you're really not trying. Uh... <laughs> well, because you're a podcaster like myself and you're just dripping with money, I get the concept of you need accountants to watch the other accountants who are watching your money. That I get. No problem. Uh, mounds of gold. Uh, but 400 slaves, I mean, are they divided up into some of his houses? Because it sounds like they're all there in Rome. So I think yeah, it's just being showy. Just being showy. You know, yeah. I don't need 400, but people get jealous. I mean, I like people to be jealous. I get a little aroused. So yeah, just fucking 400 slaves. You never know. You never know what you're going to need. You never know. Which you, you don't want to need a slave and not have one handy. That, that's, that's what I've always found. Yeah, that's it embarrassing. Is. Oh, yes. Being yeah. caught out. When you click your fingers, <laughs> yeah. somebody to bring you a cup of tea, right. and they're, Where, they're, all, they're yeah. all like busy doing stuff. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Where is my particular company, slave right, yeah, yeah. that makes a shark sandwich? We don't have one on retainer. <laughs> Fucking fix that. Anyway, I'm sorry. Please continue. Well, you need a slave to go... Catch a shark. Yeah, and then it's, okay, it's it, one. Then you need another slave to fillet it, skin it. That's a separate right, skill set. Then you need one who knows how to cook shark properly. Right. Uh, that's a specialty. Three. Specialty. So we're up to three. Then, we're almost at then 400. the making of the sandwich. And then the delivery right. of... So that's five. Every, like every shark that's sandwich right. takes five yeah, at slaves. Least. And then a sixth at one least. to be sucking your dick while you're eating the shark that's sandwich. Right. So oh, good yeah. times. Yeah. <laughs> anyway... <laughs> So I guess you're right. It kind of it escalates quickly, as Ron Burgundy would say. Yeah, right. Um, <laughs> but you're right. I mean, there's probably let's say a couple of people were in on it, but I'm going to guess a good 350 of those 400 people had no idea what was going on. They weren't fighting over the lover, or they weren't 
uh, in the argument of this guy trying to buy a screen or, or whatever, we don't know. But you got to think the vast majority, but but it makes sense. And here's the other thing. If it's a law that's been around for a long time, we, we've been doing the show long enough to know that the Romans love tradition. Get hard for tradition. And it yeah. is a tradition if one slave does something wrong, you, you kill, kill them all. And Nero, um, not wanting to appear too flighty or too progressive or whatever. He wants to be seen as a, as a good Roman. This is the way we do it. Like it, don't like it. We didn't make the decisions. People, generations before us, and see, things seem to work out pretty well. We're going to stay the course, which is where George Bush got it from. Yeah. Yeah. Fucking Italian. <laughs> what do you think about that? I just got to ask real quick when I read that. What do you... Th- what is this idea that just because the previous generation thought it up, it must be a better idea? It must be yeah. superior. Uh, 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 really? uh, is that? Is that's that? America all over, isn't it? Okay. Well, right. the, according we, to the founding yeah, fathers, yeah, right? According fun. to my grandfather, when I was in high school, we read about slavery, and the slaves were happy. They worked yeah. hard, and they were appreciative. Mm. Now you got these new history books with all this. Fa- mm. Anyway, that's. Look, according up. to anyway. a bunch of rich white tax avoiding slave owners, <laughs> I like where this 270 is going. years ago. Right. Uh, Good enough for me. You can stop right there. Yeah. I'd vote yes. Whatever. You know what we could do if we had 400 slaves? Fuck, we could rule what? the world. I mean, this would be great. Because <laughs> <laughs> you know, so I research. I yeah. rediscovered the, the Ray soundboard. I was doing a podcast oh. with uh, Trevor Bell. On his show right. the other night, and he pulled right. out the, his original Ray soundboard. He invented the <sighs> Ray soundboard. He pulled it out on his show when he was interviewing me about my book. And Sandwich. I was like, the Ray soundboard. Yeah, whatever happened yeah, to that? It I, sounds, yeah. I forgot to use All I want to know is Ray soundboard TM. Where's my money, motherfucker? I don't know who I'm talking. I'm talking to everybody. I'm talking to everybody. Trevor Bell. Like my hair? Po- yeah, I'm, it's, um, I'm, it's new age. <laughs> it's, it's, I don't well, I'm going for the yep. David Lynch, like oh, just well, uh, yeah, nailed it, nailed crazy, it. Yeah. crazy vertical hairdo. Right, thing. that's the yeah, new style. It's coming to get, it's yeah. coming together. Yeah. Just for me, you yeah, need about six together. more inches. That's what she said, yeah. and then it would just be <laughs> yeah. almost like a helmet. There yeah. you go. Yeah. I might yeah. do what you're doing, but I'll do it on the sides. What do you think? It'd be like this. <laughs> it will look like a helmet. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. I digress. Oh, my slip so, is shining. Uh, a lot of yeah. stuff I find fascinating. 400 slaves I found fascinating yeah. about that story. The fact that Roman citizens rose up uh, in protest to the extent that Nero needed to roll out troops, soldiers, right. to stop them from uh, preventing the execution. And then thirdly, Nero said, well, no, the Senate decided and Nero agreed. Look, no, no, tradition's tradition. Um, yeah. uh, uh, we're not going to change things just because people are complaining. But I'm not going to go yeah. as far as sending all of the freedmen into exile. That's too much. I'm not going... Yes. Look, yeah. Yes, we will execute 400 oh, presumably in innocent men, women and children, but yes. uh, we're, we're not, we're not going to you know, go we're crazy. We're not barbarians. We're right. not barbarians. That's we're right. Romans. Yeah. I stop at 400 killing. Uh, yeah, I know, but, uh, but you've got to think, even to the average Roman citizen who is used to taking shit and not having any power whatsoever, if it gets to the point where even the average... Joe, Joeus on the street. I don't know if it's the, the guy is the average guy is on the street. Goes, what? That's fucking crazy. You're going to kill all 400 of them? You know it must have been deemed by a lot of people as going way too far. And like you said when you were reading, some of the senators were like, yeah, this is a bit too far. But who in the hell is going to stand up in the Senate and basically say, I am standing up against tradition? That is not a good career move. And so I think a lot of them, or most of them, kept their mouths shut. But well, obviously passions you, were running high. Oh, please I, do. I please tell do. you who is. Uh, oh, yeah. Yeah. Pietus Thrasea. That's right. who, in this story. Okay. So then one of the next stories that Tacitus has to tell is in, in the consulship of Publius Marius and Lucius Asinius, right. and Testius, the praetor, whose lawless behaviour as tribune of the people I have mentioned, composed some libelous verses on the emperor. Oh, shit. Which he openly recited at a large gathering when he was dining at the house of Ostorius Scapula. The fuck? He was, 
Upon this, impeached of high treason by Cossetianus Capito, who had lately been restored to a senator's rank on the intercession of his father-in-law, Tigellinus. Remember that name? Tigellinus. Tigellinus. Gotcha. This was the first occasion on which the law of treason was revived. And men thought that it was not so much the ruin of Antistius, which was aimed at, mm-hmm. as the glory of the emperor, whose veto as tribune might save from death one whom the Senate had condemned. Though Ostorius had stated that he had heard nothing as evidence, the adverse witnesses were believed, and Junius Marullus, consul-elect, proposed that the accused should be deprived of his praetorship and be put to death in the ancient manner. Damn. By which I think they mean pushing him down the, Tur- the uh, Turpe- stairs. Oh, the stairs. Right? Um, yeah, or off the rock. Yeah. Tarpe rock. Yes. Yeah. Um, Tarpe and rock. The rest assented, and then Paetus Thrasea, right. after much eulogy of Caesar and most bitter censure of, of Antistius, right. argued that it was not what a guilty prisoner might deserve to suffer which ought to be decreed against him under so excellent a prince and by a senate bound by no compulsion. The executioner and the halter, he said, we have long ago abolished. Still, there are punishments ordained by the laws which prescribe penalties without judicial cruelty and disgrace to our age. Rather, send him to some island mm. and confiscating after confiscating his property. There, the longer he drags on his guilty life, right. the more wretched will he be personally and the more conspicuous as an example of public clemency. Thrasea's free-spokenness broke through the servility of the other senators. As soon as the consul allowed a division, they voted with him, but with few exceptions. Right. Among these, the most enthusiastic in his flattery was Aeolus Vitellius, who attacked all the best men with abuse and was silent when they replied the usual way of a cowardly temper. Mm. The consuls, however, did not dare to ratify the Senate's vote and simply communicated their unanimous resolution to the emperor. Hesitating for a while between shame and rage, he at last wrote to them in reply that Antistius, without having been provoked by any wrong, had uttered outrageous insults against the sovereign, that a demand for punishment had been submitted to the Senate, and that it was right that a penalty should be decreed proportioned to the offence, that for himself, inasmuch as he would have opposed severity in the sentence, he would not be an an obstacle to leniency. Mm. They might determine as they pleased and they had free liberty to acquit. This and more to the same effect, having been read out, clearly showing his displeasure, the consuls did not for that reason alter the terms of the motion, nor did Thrasea withdraw his proposal or the Senate reject what it had once approved. Some were afraid of seeming to expose the emperor to odium. The majority felt safe in numbers, while Thrasea was supported by his usual firmness of spirit and a determination not to let his fame perish. So, All right, no one knows more about yeah. uh, Roman uh, senatorial yeah. uh, conflicts. Ray, explain yeah. to us what's going on here. Uh, you, you've got, well, you're worrying the toga yeah, for this yeah. reason today, I believe. Exactly. To, well, I'm <clears> going before a judge. the Senate. Yeah. If, if I may, yeah. Your Honour. To write right. about... Please approach, yep. approach the you. bench. Thank you. Um, to write negative things about Nero, not wise. To write negative things about Nero, read them in public at a dinner banquet where you know that shit gonna get out is beyond stupid. Having said that, Your Honor, um, does everything have to lead to killing? What? Kill, 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 kill. I mean, if you do that pretty soon, there's none of us left. You know what I'm saying? So, um... Does everything have to be killing? There were words that were hurtful, and yet there are no bruises on Caesar. God, I'm getting good at this. Thank you, Cheryl. Uh, The point is, may we not, like you said, take everything from him, banish him, strip him of his property and his wealth, let him live and let him be a lesson to everyone else. And indeed, Your Honor, the longer that he lives, the more poignant the lesson uh, for him to scare the shit out of everyone else who might talk shit about our great 
Caesar here. So, yeah, was it stupid yet? Do you need to kill him for that? No, but I like the way that Thracius, however you say his name, was able to to win the day. The consuls are still a little nervous. They're like, okay, wait, 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 wait. So we can either kill someone over some words, or we can not kill him and seem disloyal to Nero. Uh, fuck that shit. But they do write to Nero anyway. And, and we've said this like 10 or 12 times so far. Good guy Nero. Yeah, you know what? I got to be honest with you. I'm a little pissed. I'm a little hurt. And, and I had to take a really angry shit the other morning when I was, when you, but anyway, the point is, the point is, I'm not hurt. Do what you want. Do what you will. You are the, the son of the conscript fathers. I maybe, and I'm kind of even okay with just letting the guy go because Lord knows he's scared shitless right now. Um, Nero didn't have to say any of that. So good guy, Nero. So the point is the Senate is still like, I still don't like how this is going because we just wanted Nero to tell us what to do one way or the other. It's up in the air. So he is banished. I think he's got his property taken, but he is not killed. So good guy, Nero, even though he could have had this guy's head on a plate. Mm, I think there's, I think there's more to it than, than that. Probably. I think there's levels, Jerry. Levels. <laughs> Tell me one of the levels. Uh, in a second. Yeah, well, let me let me let me go back a bit first. So right. the guy who f- spoke out in favor of clemency was Thrasaeus or Thrasea. Very famous Stoic right. in his day. Right. And and an opponent of Nero. Thrasea was the most prominent member Ooh. of the political faction that is known today as the Stoic Opposition. Mm -hmm. Uh, In 59, uh, after the murder of Agrippina, when uh, Nero was sort of having it all explained to the Senate and explaining why, etc., 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 and they were all going, oh, that sounds reasonable. Yeah, you should (laughs) have been stabbed to death. Sounds good to me. Uh, Thrasea was the only senator to protest he got up and he walked out of the Senate right, uh, to show his uh, lack Ooh. of assent. Uh, I don't want to be part of this. Uh, yeah. I'm Paul and this is between y'all. And he walked out. Hello. Um, now, going back a few years before that, back in 56, he was Suffolk consul for three months. So he's a player, this yes. guy. Yes. Suffolk consul and uh, a leading Stoic. Now, Thrasea, Rubelius Plautus and Barius Soranus. Mm-hmm were three Stoics who were students of the famous Stoic teacher Musonius Rufus. He taught philosophy in Rome during the reign of Nero and was sent into exile in 65 CE, a few years after this. Now, Rufus was the teacher of Epictetus, Mm -hmm. Uh who you know uh, is quite famous as a first century um, Stoic philosopher. He didn't write anything down, but Epictetus right. was the teacher of Arian, who wrote the Anabasis of Alexander the Great. We right. used him as a major source during our Alexander series. Mm-hmm. He also wrote the Enchiridion of Epictetus. Mm. Uh, which is sort of a collection of Epictetus' uh, wisdom, sayings, things that he would say right. all the time. It's basically, it's basically like the Gospels, the mm. New Testament right. of uh, Stoicism. I like the that. word enchiridion, uh, by the way, in Greek means in the hand or ready to hand. Sometimes mm. it was used for a sword. You could have a dagger that was an enchiridion. It was quick to get in right. your hand. But uh, when you when you couple it with the word for a book, it meant uh, a handy book, you know, a handy guide. Ah, you, had, you had the teacher's teachings clever. here with you at the time, right. right, the enchiridion. Nice. Um, and, of course, uh, fans of Adventure Time will know that the enchiridion is a big thing. And I was talking to Fox about it. He goes, enchiridion? Does it have jewels all over it? Uh, no, wrong, wrong Enchiridion. But yeah. Sorry, son. Now, yeah. uh, here's, here's one quote. Uh, I've been reading the Enchiridion of Epictetus mm. just for shits and giggles. And sure. It's quite good. Very, very, you know, I like a good bit of Stoicism. Here's the one. I, I'm going to get this uh, put up on my wall. Conduct me, Zeus, and thou, destiny, wherever thy decree has fixed my lot. I follow willingly 
And did I not, wicked and wretched would I follow still. Mmm, nice. I like that. So the stoic opposition will come to a head in 65, as we'll see. Um, doesn't end well for all these guys because they Ew. put up a protest against Ew. Nero. But as for this episode, there's a few things we need to understand. So Cossutianus Capito, right. the guy who uh, sort of um, laid the charge, impeached the, yep. uh, laid the impeachment charge against this guy, was an old enemy of Thrasaeus. Oh. Back in 57, Thrasaeus had supported the cause of the Calicians, accusing him, Capito, who was their late governor, of extortion. Uh-huh. And the prosecution succeeded largely through the influence of Thrasaeus. So these right. guys fucking hate each other. Right. And, and which is why Tacitus says that uh, this guy, Capito, just returned to the Senate through the influence of his father-in-law, Tigellinus, or Tigellinus. Right. Now, I'll go with Tiger because it sounds easier on the tongue. Tigellinus, mm-hmm. which is Latin for uh, tiger blood, hashtag tiger blood. That's uh, fucking awesome. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Was at, at the time the urban prefect for three urban cohorts, basically the city's uh, paramilitary police force. Nice. Um, and, and he's going to go on to get promoted not long after that. But um, he was born at about 10 CE of humble origin. Mm-hmm. His family were Greek or maybe Spanish, natives of Sicily, though. His father had been exiled to Sicily in the year 39 during the reign of Caligula. Right. Because he was accused of fucking around (laughs) with Caligula's two surviving sisters, Agrippina the Younger and (sighs) Julia Lavilla. Hey, no one fucks Caligula's sister but Caligula. Okay? Making it clear. Well, you remember there was the whole thing about the treason conspiracy against Caligula. The sisters were right. fucking his bum buddy, yes. his best friend. Yes. And he was the best friend was killed. They were exiled. This guy was apparently exiled as well. So assume, that, that assumes that he was accused of, uh, to some, in some fashion, being part of that conspiracy. Right. He's lucky. But wasn't executed, was yeah. just exiled. Right. He's lucky. Um... Uh, now, uh, Claudius brought him back, mm-hmm. but he was forbidden to enter the imperial palace. That's fair. So then his son, Tigellinus, first works as a merchant in Greece. And then when his father died, he inherited a fortune. So his dad, you know, had money. Nice. Uh, you know, must have done well. Uh, Tigellinus is, you know, inherits a lot of money, buys land in the, on the mainland, and basically just is, is a rich prick he's, he's like <laughs> devoting well, himself to breeding racehorses he's tony coniston uh, <laughs> we aspire to be rich just, pricks we're still working he's on just that. rich yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. Breeding, yeah i'm learning how to be one from tony it's good great. uh devoting himself to breeding racehorses and through that you know nero loved to loved a good horse Love. so he as did caligula they right. all loved good races so, right uh he becomes oh. friendly Friendly with Nero, Party and and, uh, and then according to Tacitus, he aided and abetted Nero in his vices and cruelties. Ooh, if that's what you want. So boss. that's yeah, and it's important because Tigellinus is going to play pop a major up. role uh, yes. in the story. Yes, pop up. Yeah. Yes. So Nero agrees to the clemency, um, as you say, but he but uh, he's not very happy about it, and the. The interesting thing here is, A, the Senate seems to know that he's not happy about it. Right. According to Tacitus, but do it anyway. So at this stage in 61, they're not scared of Nero. Right. They're like, nah, yeah. you know, he's not happy, but we've decided, so it's right. okay. Nero's mad. Um, yeah. But here's the most important part of this story, I think, is right. when Nero took the throne in mm-hmm. 56... He said, no more treason. Not going to be any treason charges. Don't. Don't. No maestas, no treason. Don't Tacky. need it. Right. <laughs> Very comfortable with who I am. Secure uh, my manhood. You love me. I yeah. love you. And quite I, frankly, if you don't love me, I yeah. want to know. I want feedback. Yeah. Tell me. Yeah. Appreciate feedback. Yeah. That's how There's I There's a little box over there yes. in the corner with a, yeah. a little notepad. Yeah. Just yeah. write your <laughs> feedback and I will take it on board. Right. Uh, and I want to be... 
I want to make you happy. That's that's my job is is make you happy. Yes. People first. I right? want to be all things to all people, and I can only do that if you help me. So please use the yeah. uh, this suggestion is, box. Don't think of me as an emperor. Think no. of me as the, I, I'm your <laughs> servant. Right. I exist. Right. Noblesse oblige. I exactly. exist to make life now, better for you, and I need your feedback. Yeah, I'm not going to wash feet, but I'm a servant. I'm just saying. No, I said feed back, not feet (laughs) back. So quit sticking your feet, which, quite frankly, is already in my face. Thank you, sir. I know they sound similar, (laughs) but they're not. Uh, Even most of you are dirty. Yes, ears are all you know, but just it's the oil from the scraping and whatever. No, no, no no feet washing. That's uh, go go to Jesus if you want someone to wash your feet. Go to Jesus. He's down in Judea. Well, he was. We killed him. But until before we killed (laughs) him. Until then. Great. Yeah. Get the best foot jobs. No, that sounds wrong. <laughs> that sounds wrong. I, I, I retract. I foot retract. jobs from Jesus. Oh, <laughs> I tell you, I got one once when I was a young man, and I've got to tell you, it never, was... Never satisfied again. It was pretty good. Yeah, yes. yeah. I've, yeah. I've been getting foot right. jobs all over it's, the place, just nothing. Yeah, it was like I was blessed. Like I went I to Thailand know. once, and I had right. one of those things where you put your feet in the water and the little fish... Oh, the fishies? Yeah, that was feet. second close, yeah, well, close that, second. Close that's second. great, yeah. <laughs> Not I'm as good as a Jesus foot job, though. Yeah. Yeah, particularly when he would, like, oil up your toes and oh, just, like, jerk them off one at a time. Like, I'm oh. there. Oh. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And sing. <laughs> I don't even know what we're talking about. I feel dirty and not in a good way. Oh, that's hot. Oh, I pulled something. I'm coming. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, so you think the Senate... Black Jesus. Black Jesus. What? You think the Senate knew that Nero wasn't exactly pleased, but at this point, maybe they're not completely living in fear of him, uh, and so they, yes. they don't kill the guy. But, yeah. Yeah, but 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 here's the thing. Like, yes. So he, he came to power, Nero, and said, no more treason charges. Right. Now there is a treason charge. Now, apparently, they'd all been thrown out before this point. Right. By Seneca and we don't Nero, do that. they're like yeah. people. People were still coming. Oh, we want to charge him with treason. Charge him with treason. And Nero's like, that ah, yeah, treason, treason. Fuck them. But right. now it's happening again. There is a treason charge, and Nero seems to say, according to Tacitus, if we can believe Tacitus, and right. you know, honestly, I don't believe Tacitus most of the time these days. But maybe this is real. And if it is, what he's suggesting is that. Nero's saying, well, listen, I wish you had given him the death penalty so then I could have said, no, no, that's right. not required. Let Let's just put, send him into exile. Yeah. But you fucking jumped the gun on me. Now I look like a cunt. Right. Because so I can't kill him. I, yeah. The, so <laughs> the suggestion is the whole, no, he didn't want to kill him. Right, he no, wanted but to, he couldn't. He wanted right, no. to show clemency. Exactly. That's yeah. what I meant. Yeah. Now yeah. I can't show clemency on top of your clemency. You are being you the clement. You, you can't double yeah, clamp. What the fuck? Right. Yeah. Yeah, you can't. Yeah. You could have. You could have gone, ah, listen, what? I'm going to reward him. Right. Reward him. That's what I'm well, going to do. You're for, a new chariot. You know, speaking openly and right. making jokes about me. That's great. I love right. that. Love a good joke. Yeah. I don't take myself too seriously. No. But he didn't do that. He could have laughed it off, but he didn't. So it seems to be that he's trying to find a way of reintroducing, for some reason, five oh, years into his reign, right. treason charges as a thing, and tr- but in a gentle way, because he initially yeah. wanted to Easy go, no, in. well, look, I'm going to allow it, but right. let's not kill him. Yeah. Let's just kick him out of the country. Let's save that for serious so, stuff. Yeah. There's a lot going on here if you believe Tacitus oh. and you read between the lines, right? Yeah, because it was... Augustus, who wrote a letter to Tiberius, the equivalent of sticks and stones may break our bones when names will never hurt us. So does it sound like Nero is turning a corner or preparing to turn a corner on this no more maestas stuff? Does it sound like he's maybe just, I just want it in my tool belt in case I need it in the future. Just in case. Hope I don't need it, but just in case. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I said it's back. It's just as a thing in case. Right. But so... uh, I mean, if if we can trust Tacitus, that's what's going on. If we can't, maybe he's just trying to paint Nero as a whiny little bitch. Right. Um, or maybe this is just Tacitus's way of trying to tell us that things were starting to change. Drip by drip, like yeah. The, 
Yeah. The, uh, the the good five years is over. The quinquennium. Right. The, five, the nice five years is, is over. And it's <clears throat> uh, almost, and it's starting to change. Right. We'll see. You know, remember when Nero first took power and Seneca wrote this sort of big open letter <laughs> right. to him about, Nero, you're the greatest, and right. we know that you're the golden-haired child. We know that because I've been your tutor for the last whatever years, five years, whatever. Right. Um, and, you know, he kind of talked about clemency in that. Mm-hmm. I think that was the name of the speech from memory. It was like, on yes, clemency. on clemency, yeah. Something. So for Nero to now sort of re-allow Maestas, and not even for a, a, a like a conspiracy. Right. It wasn't a conspiracy. It was no. just it was Trash telling talk. some jokes. It was yeah. doing a stand-up routine. It was basically you know? a guy in front of a brick wall with a microphone. Have you ever noticed when uh, it's basically the along the the equivalent yeah. of that, yeah. Yeah. So for him to reintroduce Treason at all is shocking. For him to do it purely for verbal treason Mm -hmm. is even more shocking. So you can't imagine that Seneca's very happy about this, but as we'll see, Seneca's influence is waning. Right. Um, Yeah. And uh, this case of Antistius, uh, which happened either in 61 or 62, depending on which book you read, uh, sort of was one of the turning points. You gotcha. There was actually, I think it might have been the might have happened in sixty one, and then the cases in sixty two because he talks about the uh, consul elect mm-hmm. getting involved here. I think so. Uh, it bled over to the yeah, next year. Been, yeah, it would have been December, January, something right. like that, probably. Gotcha. Goes into sixty two. Yeah. How are we going on time? I honestly don't know. Forty one minutes. Sorry, plenty of time. Well then. The next thing that happens is Burrus, the Praetorian prefect and one of Nero's inner circle. Yes. Basically, Burrus and uh, Seneca that have been his advisors for the last five years. Burrus dies. Yeah, he was. this is in 62 and he was 61 years old. He was appointed in 51 by Agrippina the Younger. So, you know, good 10 whatever years run. And he was one of these, like you were saying, with Seneca, one of the firm hands on the tiller of the state. Things have been going well. The Parthians are kind of checked. The Gauls don't seem to be giving too much trouble. Not sure about the Germans, but the economy is doing well. So was he perfect? Probably not, but he was probably... um, even killed, and he and Seneca seemed to work well together, and they ran the state quite well for Nero. And as we've said, Nero gets a lot of credit for being smart enough to keep them in those positions, but he is getting older. He does die, and now the very foundation of Nero's empire, you could say there's a little tiny shake or maybe a crack. Uh, we'll have to see how everybody reacts to this shift in leadership. And how did Burrus die? Um... Uh, it can, can, is Nero looking at me right now? Is he out here? Is, he, is there a surveillance camera? Uh, uh, he worked himself to death. Hi, Nero. He worked himself to death for the glory of Rome because he was willing to bleed for Nero because Nero so awesome or he was poisoned by Nero. I'm not sure which way you want to go with that. Yeah. One of those. One of those. Uh, yeah. What's up, motherfucker? <laughs> Nero wanted to change. I'm bored. Things are going too well. I'm bored. Let's let's change it up. Yeah, according to Tacitus, Burrus died whether from illness or from poison was a question. Yes. It was supposed to be illness from the fact that from the gradual swelling of his throat inwardly and the closing up of the passage, he ceased to breathe. Damn. Many positively asserted that by Nero's order, his throat was smeared with some poisonous drug under the pretense of an application of a remedy, and that Burrus, who saw through the crime, when the emperor paid him a visit, recoiled with horror from his gaze and merely replied to his question, I indeed am well. What do you think about that? well, because I've yeah. got nothing to lose. Clearly, I'm dying. Clearly, you, you sick son of a bitch. I think you have something to do with it. Why hold back? Nero, 
I've been wanting to tell you to kiss my ass for the last whatever years. Mwah, pucker up, buddy. Here, I mean, he's got nothing to lose, but I'm all right. I'm all right, Caesar. Eh, eh, little pet. Anyway, please continue. Well, I did uh, look into that. Oh, right. And of I, course you did. Yeah, because you know uh, I take this job seriously, right? Uh, history detective, as opposed to as right. Opposed to some, I had yeah, to find the costume. Do you know how long this took? <laughs> Apparently, there was a Roman general during the Civil War who, as he fell on his sword, said, the commander as well. Mm. Right? So that was the noble way of dying for the cause. The commander is well, and then you fall on your sword. So Burrus died like a soldier. I am well. Top guy. You know, listen, not faced. I I lost this one, but not faced. This is part of the job. Dying, dying on the job, <laughs> right. getting poisoned by your boss. Going up, I knew typical. that when I signed up. That, yeah. was, that was possible. I knew what happened to Macro. I knew what happened to Cianus. I yeah. took the job. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's Going live like fast, die young when you're the yeah. Praetorian prefect. You know, I know how this goes. Don't worry right. about it. Oh, good. Right. Yeah, good. Okay. No problems here, yeah. motherfucker. That's right. That's right. Uh, Tacitus <laughs> continues, Rome felt for him a deep and lasting regret because of the remembrance of his worth because, too, of the merely passive virtue of one of his successors and the very flagrant iniquities of the other. For the emperor had appointed two men to the command of the Praetorian cohorts, Phaenius Rufus, for a vulgar popularity, which he owed to his administration of the corn supply without profit to himself, and Sophonius Tigellinus, whose inveterate shamelessness and infamy were yes. an attraction to him. Same yes. reason I'm attracted to you. As might have been expected from their known characters, Tigellinus had the greater influence with the prince and was the associate of his most secret profligacy, while Rufus enjoyed the favour of the people and of the soldiers, and this, he found, prejudiced him with Nero. Oh, right. He's he's, he's replacing one prefect with two prefects, which had been the tradition going back to Augustus. But, um, you know, I think around about the time of uh, Tiberius, he just... Because Tiberius had, like, Sejanus and his uncle, and then his uncle Mm -hmm. got promoted, I think, and he was just left with Sejanus. And then, you know, Caligula uh, just had Macro. I think, uh, actually, yeah, it it was uh, when Sejanus was executed, Tiberius appointed Macro, Mm because it was Macro that gave up Sejanus, right? Right. Macro was appointed on the island of Capri, and it was Macro that had Sejanus killed. Caligula kept Macro, uh, and and so it went on through Claudius. Right. Um, uh, But he appoints two now. Yeah. uh, and, And there seems to be suggestions from what Tacitus wrote that... You know, he may have known that Tigellinus wasn't going to be very popular with the troops. And also, I think he may have thought that the guard wasn't very happy with him. Right. Suck up party boy. Possibly because they thought he executed Burrus and Burrus was very popular. So yes. Good point. uh, He's got one guy there whose job is basically to to keep the guard in line. And the Mm -hmm. other guy who's there to just help him get up to dirty shit. According right. to Tacitus. So one is loved by the people. The other one's my party buddy. So the people are happy because they get to see this face. I'm happy because they get to see this face. Let me ask you real quick, as far as Rufus, when I read the part that he was popular with, and I, and I may have read too much into this, he was popular with the people because at one point he was in charge of the grain supply, which we know how critical that was to the Roman masses. And he did not... I guess through his own volition, rip off the state as he could have, as a lot of people have done before him. So that's the bar. You work for the government. You didn't extort or take a, not extort, but you didn't take a ton of money. And now we love you because you... Just call it trumping. He didn't yeah, trump he didn't, the he didn't trump. He, he just, didn't trump up the situation. And so now we think he's awesome. I mean, I thought that would be like the bare minimum. You just do your fucking job. But the point is... I might have been reading too much into that, but the people love him. Nero likes the other guy. It's a win-win. And like you said, it's two people instead of one. So uh, you can have, you know, more, I guess you can have more things done because you've got two people doing it as opposed to the 62-year-old who obviously probably for the last couple of years wasn't that agile physically or mentally. Who knows? Boris? 
Boris. Well, I don't yeah. think there's any complaint. That, I, know, I don't think there's any issue about Boris not being okay. effective. I think he just... Uh, my, I, you know, I think, I think one take on this, this is certainly seems to be Tacitus's take, is right. that Nero's decided he doesn't need minders anymore. He's uh, old enough. He's been time. doing the job for five years. His training wheels. He's got rid of his mother. They're yeah, coming off. He doesn't off. need the training wheels. Right. Boris, Seneca, right. don't need you anymore. Re- replace you with my guys. They were 2. appointed 0. by his mother, really, yes. when yes. he was a kid. Good point. Uh, I'm a man, and, though. you know, Seneca had been his tutor before right. he was emperor. Yeah. He's like, yeah, I don't, need, I don't need you. I'm sick of you guys telling me what I, I can can't, and can't do. I can do it. I wanna, I'm going to do me. I want to Nero, do me for a change. Nero 2.0, yeah. motherfucker. Get yeah, out. That's what yeah. it is, Nero 2.0. Yeah. Now, yeah. there's some other things. So the thing with Rufus and the corn supply, he was apparently given that job by Agrippina. Right. Uh, or she used to influence to get him that job. Yeah. She was probably fucking him. And sure. uh, the suggestion is that um, he was also a big supporter of Octavia. Uh, uh, Nero's wife. Oh, they've been, you know, Claudius's daughter, Nero's wife. They've been married for ten years at this stage, right. uh, or so. Um, uh, and we know that Nero wants to get rid of Octavia, wants to divorce Octavia. Yes. Boris was not a big fan of that, right. for reasons I'll get into in a few minutes. But um, so to get rid of Boris. He gets rid of, uh, you know, sort of the 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 well, the, the this this Octavia Agrippina fan base as right. well. Yes. Yes. Um, so so Boris was probably fucking Agrippina, but uh, so was Rufus, and Damn. you know the whole corn supply job and not charging for it. It's a job. It's a you know you're running an operation dealing with the corn supply, major operation. To do that and not profit from it. Right. Is probably, like a lot of things, you know, load down on the Cursus Sonorum, right? This is a way of uh, establishing your popularity with the people. He's oh. not only doing a great job, yes. he's not even making any money out it's of it. What a fucking us. mensch. Yeah. You know, let's yeah. setting guy. him up for higher office, right? Uh, maybe. Yes. yes. Maybe. She yeah. had him in mind at one point as a replacement for Nero. I'll marry him and kill my son. If I, we don't know. But anyway. She's got options. But here's a part that you don't know. So not only was Agrippina when she was alive, obviously, because it's easier that way, she was fucking Burris and Rufus. She was also fucking the corn, which I recently discovered on a certain channel that women do that kind of thing. Uh, so just I just noticed that. I just wanted to put that. <laughs> she was fucking everybody. She was fucking. Oh, is that how they shuck it? They <laughs> shuck it. And shucked. Done. What? They shuck it, then yeah. they fuck it. Well, the trick is you yeah. insert, clench, pull out, yeah. it's shucked. Oh. oh <laughs> sorry. Sorry. Did I cross a line? Oh You're a big God, fan of corn, aren't just... you? I apo- I want to I want to officially oh. apologize to everybody right now. That was beyond the pale. Going to hell. <laughs> now, when you close your eyes tonight and you go to sleep, Cam, what's the first thing you're going to picture? That corn going in. Anyway, I digress. Anyway, there's pile driver, <laughs> the sledgehammer, <laughs> the <chew> hammer, <laughs> the corn hammer. Anyway, <laughs> which leaves. So Tacitus yes. seems keen yes. to paint Tigellinus out to be the new version of Sejanus or yes. Macro. He's yeah. the evil prefect whispering in the emperor's ear like a Disney cartoon villain, like Iago and Othello or Richard the Third. Yes, (coughs) I like that. Uh, Take a drink. Oh, please. Mm -hmm. Twirling his mustache. Put my... uh, Get up close to the microphone. (laughs) Now is the winter of our discontent, made glorious summer by this son of York. And all the clouds which load upon our house in the deep bosom of the ocean buried. Now are our brows bound with victorious wreaths, our bruised arms hung up for monuments, our stern alarums changed to merry meetings, our dreadful marches to delightful measures. Grim-visaged war hath smoothed his wrinkled front, and now, instead of mounting barbed steeds to fright the souls of fearful adversaries, he capers nimbly in a lady's chamber to the lascivious pleasings of a lute, 
But I, that am not shaped for sport of tricks, nor made to court an amorous looking-glass, I, that am rudely stamped, and want love's majesty to strut before a wanton ambling nymph, I, that am curtailed of this fair proportion, cheated of feature by dissembling nature, deformed, unfinished, sent before my time into this breathing world, scarce half made up, and that so lamely and unfashionable that dogs bark at me as I halt by them. Why, I, in this weak piping time of peace, have no delight to pass away the time unless to spy my shadow in the sun and descant on mine own deformity. And therefore, since I cannot prove a lover, to entertain these fair, well-spoken days, I am determined to prove a villain and hate the idle pleasures of these days. Plots have I laid, inductions dangerous, by drunken prophecies, libels and dreams to set my brother Clarence and the king in deadly hate, the one against the other. And if King Edward be as true and just as I am subtle, false and treacherous... This day should Clarence closely be mewed up about a prophecy which says the G of Edward's heirs, the murderer, shall be. Dive thoughts down to my soul. Here Clarence comes. And sing. Nice. Very well done. My turn. There once was a lady from Nantucket. No, Cheryl, I can't. Oh, shit. Okay, uh, me too, move it. Sorry. When she had had some corn, she would shuck it. (laughs) That was him, Cheryl. Don't give me shit. That was him. Anyway, well done. Well played. And now that Burris is gone, that leaves the other leg of the two-legged stool. That didn't work. Uh, Seneca. He obviously can't be much longer for this position of power. Yeah. He's really going to struggle by himself to contain Nero's worst impulses. Yeah. And Nero's new advisor, Tigellinus, is pushing him to be bad. And he's trying to weaken Seneca's influence. According to Tacitus, they assailed Seneca with various charges, representing that he continued, they're talking about Seneca, representing that he continued to increase a wealth which was already so vast as to be beyond the scale of a subject Mm. and was drawing to himself the attachment of the citizens while in the picturesqueness of his gardens and the magnificence of his country houses, he almost surpassed the emperor. They further alleged against him that he claimed for himself alone the honours of eloquence and composed poetry more assiduously as soon as a passion for it had seized on Nero. What a cunt. Nero goes, I'm going to write a poem about roses. And Seneca goes, oh, 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 look at what I did. Roses are red, violets are blue. Uh, something about corn. My wife shucks oh. corn. <laughs> and then she fucks you. I mean, I don't. <laughs> like my mom did. Yeah, yeah. It all comes back to corn. It all comes back to corn. Yeah, but they, but Fast and Furious style, they just start throwing all these accusations at him. He's jealous of Nero. He doesn't like Nero's chariot racing and singing and all this stuff. And besides, if you think about it, yeah, he's a kid, but... He comes from a long line of Caesars. He comes from a long line of emperors. Let him go. His instincts will take over. Not unlike when people said at the end of Trump's presidency or in the middle of it, just let Trump be Trump. What's the worst that could happen? Let Nero be Nero. Carrying on with Tacitus, he says, Opely inimical, 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 never like that word, Opely inimical. I don't like it either. To the prince's amusements, He disparaged his ability in driving horses and ridiculed his voice whenever he sang. When was there to be an end of nothing being publicly admired but what Seneca was thought to have originated? Surely Nero's boyhood was over, and he was all but in the prime of youthful manhood. He ought to shake off a tutor, furnished as he was with sufficiently noble instructors in his own ancestors. So... Seneca has to defend himself against these charges, but Mm -hmm. he's 65, probably fucking over it. Right. He's been, uh, you know, he's a stoic, as I've pointed out all along the way, probably 
didn't really want this job. I mean, there's a lot of different ways to, to think about this, but, you know, the, the common way that the, the scholars and the books, sorry, and I'm confessing here that I get all my knowledge about Seneca from books, um, tend, to, tend to play this as he is a bit like actually uh, uh, some of the, the generals uh, who were around Trump. Right. You know, they saw their job was basically to contain his worst impulses. Yes. Um, yes. To be the, the adult in the room. Right. Seneca saw himself possibly as the adult in the room for this five-year period. Uh, look, we all know that Caligula made a bit of a mess of things, and we all know that a kid with this much power, it's not a good idea. Not good. So you've got to have someone, and if not me, then who? Who else do I trust in Rome to be his minder? No one, just me. So, right. But he did have Burrus, uh, and Burrus had the guard. Uh, mm-hmm. Now he doesn't have that. These guys are after him. He, he gets the sense. He can see the writing on the wall, yeah. Seneca. He's not Smart an idiot. Enough. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So he gives a speech where he basically says, uh, I won't read the whole thing, but he basically says, look, everything I have... I owe to you, Nero. Exactly. I had nothing. As as Augustus was generous to Agrippa and Macenus, you have been generous to me. Mm-hmm. And you know what? Quite honestly, all the wealth I have, the houses, the slaves. Yeah, four hundred. The the you know the Mercedes, right. the uh, private jet. Uh, uh, uh. Honestly. Yeah. It's a bit of a burden. I don't. It, I, I, I don't dig it. I, no I, problem. My life would be easier. No money, I, no it problems. It was easier when I was poor. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. More money, yeah. more problems. Yeah. I, I just got, got money, no problems. <laughs> but in this motor, motor, uh, motorized chariot, I just want to be able to go to the local library, check out books, read, sit on a rock, and think. No, I'm fucking yeah. running the world because of your punk ass. It's too much. It's too much. Yeah. He actually says, uh, according to Tacitus. Where is the mind once content with a humble lot? Is this the man who is building up his garden terraces, who paces grandly through these suburban parks and revels in the affluence of such broad lands and such widely spread investments? But, he says, look, you offered me all this stuff. Yeah, I, I could take it. turn it down. It would tacky. be insulting to yeah. you. Yeah. yeah. If you offered me property and I went, no thanks, I mean... Not a good look, really. Right. Yeah, Yeah, you get mad. I didn't want you to be offended or upset. Right. But he said, listen, I don't want it. I don't need it. I tell you what, take it all. Take all my property. Yes. Take all my money. I want you to. Call it your own. Please do me a favor. Right. I'll be fine. I'm a motherfucking stoic. (laughs) Don't need anything. Right. Happy with a simple life. Uh, just yeah. living day to day, yeah. accepting what comes, don't need it. Yeah. Put it in a trust, whatever, it's all yours. Boom. But I, I like the one line that Tassus put down. He goes, but we have both reached the limit. You of what an emperor can bestow on a friend and what of, and I of what a friend could accept from an emperor. So yeah, it's like, you know, it's too much. It's too much. Have your people take it. They run it. They manage it. You take the profits. I've got more houses, I've got more gardens than I can fucking remember. Just take it, I will be fine, and you will be actually be making my life a lot easier. Please, Caesar, do this for me. But Nero, because he has been educated by Seneca, has his own clever reply. Yeah, I'm going to read the reply yeah. as yeah, yeah, reported yeah, yeah. by Tacitus. My being able to meet your elaborate speech with an instant rejoinder is, I consider, primarily your gift, for you taught me how to express myself, not only after reflection, but at a moment's notice. My great-grandfather Augustus allowed Agrippa and Messinus to enjoy rest after their labours, but he did it at an age carrying with it an authority sufficient to justify any boon of any sort he might have bestowed. But neither of them did he strip of the rewards he was given. It was by war and its perils they had earned them, for in these the youth of Augustus was spent. And if I had passed my years in arms, your sword and right hand would not have failed me. But as my actual condition required, you watched over my boyhood, then over my youth, with wisdom, counsel and advice. And indeed your gifts to me will, as long as life holds out, be lasting possessions. 
Those which you owe to me, your parks, investments, your country houses, are liable to accidents. Though they seem much, many far inferior to you in merit have obtained more. I am ashamed to quote the names of freedmen who parade a greater wealth. Hence, I actually blush to think that, standing as you do first in my affections, you do not as yet surpass all in fortune. Yours, too, is still a vigorous manhood, quite equal to the labours of business and to the fruit of those labours, and as for myself, I am but treading the threshold of empire. But perhaps you count yourself inferior to Vitellius, thrice a consul, and me to Claudius. Such wealth as long thrift has procured for Volusius, my bounty, you think, cannot fully make up to you. Why not rather, if the frailty of my youth goes in any respect astray, call me back and guide yet more zealously with your help the manhood which you have instructed? It will not be your moderation if you restore me your wealth, not your love of quiet if you forsake your emperor, but my avarice, the fear of my cruelty, which will be in all men's mouths. Even if your self-control were praised to the utmost, still it would not be seemly in a wise man to get glory for himself in the very act of bringing disgrace on his friend. Mm. Good point. So... Seneca lives another day. However, Tacitus continues, To these words the emperor added embraces and kisses, for he was formed by nature and trained by habit to veil his hatred under delusive flattery. Mm. Sounds familiar. (laughs) No, I send you the dick pics out of love. I am not... mm, No, I, I refuse. I reject. I reject your accusation, sir. Seneca thanked him, the usual end of an interview with a despot. But he entirely altered the practices of his former greatness. He kept the crowds of his visitors at a distance, avoided trains of followers, seldom appeared in Rome, Mm. as though weak health or philosophical studies detained him at home. Oh, my goodness. So Seneca was like, I'm out. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, okay, I can That's see right. the writing yeah. on the wall here. <laughs> and the fact that I'm I can walk, s- I'm happy. Yeah. I'm happy. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I'm out. Yeah. And so with Seneca out of the way, Tegelinus yes. is left, basically. And I think that's where we'll have to uh, pick it up next time, Papa Bear. All right, sounds good. I gotta go change my costume. Look what I'm doing. This is hot. This is hot. Look at me. Ooh. Ooh. Oh, go get me started on the Native Americans. Oh my God. Oh, I'm going to hell. <laughs>